0: This usually comes up when someone finds out their son or daughter has been hospitalized or maybe they've been in a car crash at school or something like that. And then all of a sudden they call the hospital and the hospital says, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Rosenbauer, I can't, that's private information. You may want to try contacting your son uh, and they can tell you what's going on. That's a rude awakening.
1: Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Glad to have you back here on
2: Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George. He is Nick Rosenbauer. He's the estate planning attorney and the owner over at Rosenbauer Law Office. Their office is over there in Westchester, but they're serving greater Cincinnati, Southern Dayton, uh, and areas in between. And today, because this episode is releasing in July, kind of mid, late July, we're getting close to the start of school again in college and people leaving town, kids moving out, kids going off to college. So it brings up an interesting discussion that one that I had never really thought about before, and that's, does a young adult really need an estate plan? Is there estate planning for someone that's younger, that maybe doesn't have the money, hasn't started their career, maybe don't have a lot of assets, but there actually is. So that's why we want to talk about it today. And Nick's got a lot of great information about this topic. So let me welcome him in. Nick, how you
0: doing? Doing great. Doing great, Ben. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing well. And, you know,
2: when you brought this topic to me, I was kind of, I'd never really thought about it before because that's the last thing you're thinking about as a young adult. But I guess this conversation is more kind of tailored towards the parents, correct?
0: Exactly. And your, your point is spot on. The young adults, they don't think about this. Um, and as I'll be honest, when I was an 18 year old college student, I didn't either. I was invincible. Um, I could do whatever I wanted. I wasn't going to get sick or die. Didn't need to worry about anything. Nothing could hurt me. You know, I could stay up all night and then go to church, uh, go to 8 a.m. mass uh, the next day and then hit the gym afterwards. It's it's just the way it is. It's not something on people's radars at this point, but it needs to be on the parents' radar um, because they are a little uh, wiser and, you know, and we'll get into this, but your, a lot of your parental rights and your ability to know what's going on, find out what's going on with your children and act on their behalf and make decisions. Kind of a silent uh, killer here, but when they become adults, that all goes away and and no one really gives you a heads up on that per se.
2: Yeah. And you guys have a young adult legal package that we're going to get into a little bit uh, more for somebody that wants to really pursue this and, and, and look into this a little bit deeper. But The goal for today's show is we want to kind of lay out really four basic legal documents that you want to put into place for a young adult. And these are very, very important. But again, for the parents to have this access in case something happens to their child. So let's run down the list, Nick. And it all starts, again, you know, we feel invincible when you're young. There's no question about it. But having that health care power of attorney can be very, very vital for a parent.
0: Exactly. Um, and, and just to take a step back really quick, um, obviously, when you have children who are minors, so who are not legal adults here in Ohio and most states, age 18 is when you become an adult and all of a sudden you're basically your, your default right to, to make decisions on behalf of your children, medical decisions, financial decisions and access all their information you're still a parent, but legally they're an adult. Even if you know a, an 18-year-old isn't an adult, <laughs> as far as <laughs> as far as reality or maturity, we'll call it that. Right. Um, but yeah, so absolutely, at that point, all of the issues and the inability for someone to step in and take care of you that we've talked about uh, on this show, all of a sudden, that's in play for. These people who are 18, we'll call them young adults. So exactly. Healthcare power of attorney um, is a document where your young adult child, uh, they need to have one of those in order to give someone the authority to make medical decisions on their behalf if they become sick or incapacitated. Most likely the parent at this point. But if you have a 19-year-old college kid, you can't just walk in and say, that's my son or that's my daughter. And make all the decisions. That doesn't work anymore without uh, the healthcare power of attorney.
2: Okay, that's good information. Uh, the next one we have on the list is a living will dec- declaration. Um, and you know, this this seems like it may be a, a bit of a stretch, I guess, for a younger person. But why is this important?
0: It you could say that now here in Ohio and in most states they. They, they come together. So it automatically comes with your healthcare power of attorney. So okay. you're going to get it if we do the healthcare power of attorney. It's basically the schedule or the addendum to your healthcare power of attorney, to be honest. And that's where they make their wishes known for end of life scenarios. Again, you hope it's not an issue here, but You hear stories about things going on and and something happens and a child gets to that point. Uh, Also, it's where they make their wishes known for organ donation. So maybe these things are not as likely as just someone getting sick but it's part of the package with the healthcare power of attorney. And it's basically where they make a couple final decisions uh, r- relative to their medical documents. So they, where one goes, the other follows. It always comes with it.
2: Okay. That makes sense. Um, so we talked about, you know, kids are not going to have a lot of assets at that age. I mean, you know, you're going off to college or you're, you're eating ramen noodles, you know, whatever it is you're doing uh, in school, you know, you're, you're just trying to get by on, on what little money you have or your parents provide for you. But there are situations where you'd want to have uh, your parents to have that financial or property power of attorney, right? Because that allows you to do some things maybe you aren't thinking about in terms of,
0: of money and assets. Exactly. And I know in, in college for me, they had these um, Michelina or Michelina. I, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but they were 89 cent frozen microwavable uh, dinners. Yeah, remember um, And so that's that's what I would do. And and that was kind of my version of ramen noodles. Um, and I actually worked at a grocery store that sold them. So 89 cents was my lunch and that was about all I could <laughs> afford. Um, but anyway, so yeah, financial or property power of attorney, people think they don't have any money. Who the heck cares? But there's more to this than that. This is giving someone, uh, this is your child giving someone the authority to make financial or any legal decisions On their behalf, if they can't make them for themselves, signing or depositing a payroll check, they need to pay a bill, they need to sell the car, they need to get a new car, pay tuition, apply for student loans, apply for scholarships, um, you name it. Okay, So there's a lot of things that their signature or their consent is required to do, whether they have money or not. And if they can't do it, or heck, what if they're off in, uh, what if they're halfway across the country in college, and there's a, a lockdown, or they're not coming home for Thanksgiving, they can't come home to sign uh, on the title to sell their car or, or something to that effect. So this is where this is what you need to have those abilities to act on behalf of your child that you had by default when the children uh, were minors, but now when they're 18, they have to affirmatively give you that right or that power.
2: Okay. Yeah. I would never have thought about some of those situations, but they're really basic things. I mean, that you'd want to have access to. And especially right now with how crazy things are, you know, even with the pandemic and stuff and people not traveling, it's a very good option to have to be able to rely on your parents, you know, to help you out with those types of things. So something a lot of people might not even be thinking about. That's a good point. Um uh, our last one and maybe the most important saving the mo- maybe the most important for last and that's the HIPAA op- authorization. Uh why is this Nick so important for a parent?
0: Well, interestingly enough, this is usually the situation where the parents first become aware that they have lost their De facto ability to make decisions and find out what's going on, so they don't get a letter from the government on their eighteenth birthday per se, but this is usually where it comes into play so HIPAA authorization is just medical privacy, release of information when you're a minor so my my son he's coming up on one and a half, and I know the thing to do is to just say the number of months that he is until he's at least two years old. I say he's almost one and a half, uh, so one and a third, um, I guess, would be would, would be what I would say right now. But <laughs> obviously, right now, I call the doctor or if if my, my wife calls the doctor, they'll talk to us. And obviously, we make decisions and we can get access to my son's medical records. When he turns 18, that doesn't work anymore. Uh, there's medical and there's privacy laws. And this usually comes up when someone Finds out their son or daughter has been hospitalized or maybe they've been in a car crash at school or something like that. And then all of a sudden they call the hospital and the hospital says, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Rosenbauer, I can't. That's private information. You may want to try contacting your son uh, and and they can tell you what's going on. That's a rude awakening. And I'll tell you that much right now. So since they're an adult, they have to affirmatively give their medical providers, whether it's the doctor, the hospital, the emergency room, or the school health clinic, uh, I think is usually the way it works in colleges. A lot of the colleges have their own primary care doctor and places like that. So the child has to affirmatively give them permission to speak to you and to keep you informed on what is going on with your child because they're an adult now. So they have their own you know, they have their own right to privacy. So basically the children have to waive that. Um, and that's what the HIPAA release is saying. I, I understand my information's private, but I'm giving you permission to talk to my mom, to my dad, uh, to my older brother or whomever. So that's where this comes in. And I think that's just as important as anything else. Even if you're not having to sign a check or make a decision, wanting to know what's going on with your child who you just found out was in a car crash and they're taking her to the hospital uh, halfway across the country. Um, I, I think that's about as important as it comes to at least know the situation. Are they okay or do we, do we need to get on a plane right now uh, and hightail it over there?
2: Yeah, and that's a situation where you never want to have to sit and wait. You want to have this in place uh, ahead of time in case anything happens. So uh, I mentioned uh, earlier for anybody that's now curious about these things, and, and you know, to me it definitely seems very pertinent. Uh And, and I would never have thought about it, but now it's like, okay, yeah, you know, worst case scenario aside, even some of these things are very practical and important that way. So you have a program, Nick, at your your law firm that allows. Young adults to come in and take, and I guess parents too with them uh, to take all these documents and put them into place. Correct?
0: Exactly. So it's our young adult uh, legal package, and it's for young adults ages 18 to 25. Again, assuming they're not married with children or a family, uh, the, the 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 young adult is because this doesn't prepare for that. Um, but what it does is it gives the children the ability to authorize. Um, their parents or whomever, to make decisions on their behalf if the child can't make them for themselves, and also uh, gives the child an opportunity to give permission to the medical facilities to at least talk to mom and dad. Um, So basically, it gives the child the ability to empower mom and dad to know what's going on and also to make decisions and act on behalf of the child the way they did the first 18 years of their lives, but now they have to affirmatively do it. So all the basic documents, like I said, are included. Um, that's something that we offer to uh, all of our clients, and we can do this rather efficiently. Um, so the, the way we do that, obviously, just have someone uh, reach out to us, whether it's the parent or the child, um, and we can do this in person, or we can do the the first meeting through a phone or a video consultation. We've been obviously doing a lot of those during the uh, during the pandemic here. Um, and we can go through the information, prepare the legal documents, have them come in, sign on the dotted line, and go through what all the tools are. And it's great to have the parents involved in that meeting as well because if something happens to the child, Ben, you know who's going to be having to make decisions or step up to the plate. It's obviously right. the parents. So it's certainly great for them to be able to understand what they can do and how to use the tools. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great thing. And it's it's the basics without uh, anything that they don't need. But it's giving the parents the ability to take care of the children even after they've reached age 18.
2: Very cool. A very nice program indeed and a great service that that Nick and his, his team at Rosenbauer offer you. And you can do a couple things, as he mentioned. You can log on CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is uh, is the website you can get that scheduled phone conference virtual conference uh, in person meeting or you can just give them a call at the office too at 513-463-6789 and put these get these documents in place this is a it's an important thing you might not have thought about it before but look now is the time to act on on this and any any estate planning topics you have you can always discuss those with Nick so great great conversation Nick I enjoyed this topic I didn't think about this at all wouldn't have thought about this so hopefully yeah, you know, a few of our listeners probably uh, learned something new today as well.
0: Absolutely, and it's all about awareness and knowing what you can and can't do, and making sure you have the right tools in the toolbox when the time comes. And and Ben, you can probably guess that the wrong time to find out about this is after you found out something's happened to your son or daughter. Right. It's too late at that point. You, you figure this out now. Hopefully it never happens, but if it does, you can do what needs to be done and you can take care of your child the way you would otherwise. And obviously, then most people don't think about it. And most people, when uh, they come in and talk to me, it's not even something they're concerned about. They're concerned about themselves, Uh, rightfully so. I I will say it is uh, not something that, that people automatically trigger in their minds when their child turns 18 all of a sudden there is a void that your ability to take care of things for your child is gone. It's not something people think about. It's not something people are necessarily aware of. And to be honest, having children, you always see them as your little baby boy or little baby girl. So, you know, you may not even believe that they're 18. You may still see them as a little kid but it's something to be aware of, and if that's an issue or that's a need, just know that it can be taken care of, but you have to do something about it. You can't just call the hospital and say, "This is uh, I am this person's mom, I am this person's dad, let me take care of things. It doesn't work that way. So just be aware and be informed and know that if that's a situation that applies to you, you have the concern, we're here to help, we can make sure it's taken care of. And we can avoid the disaster um, if it ever gets to that point.
2: Yeah, hopefully it never does, but it's always best to be prepared. So CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the website to find Rosenbauer Law Office and to get in touch with Nick if you want to. Uh, pursue this uh this resource from his team so nick uh thanks for your time today enjoyed it uh, here on complete estate planning we'll have another episode in a couple of weeks hit subscribe please and you'll have it uh, downloaded right to your device but in the meantime uh stay safe and take care nick
0: thanks a lot ben you too have a, have a good rest of your day and uh, we'll talk soon
1: The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office based in Westchester, Ohio and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us. Or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com.